Yeah. Greeting you with the holy words, peace. Yeah, we are. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. Some of the young men that uh, you all have are going to come to you and need to be here at 8.30 uh, next Sunday. So they'll come to you with that. You parents try to get them here because we're working on the young men. They're doing a good job, these, these young men. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, uh, we want to do everything we can to help them grow and mature. Now, these are the young men that the parents are raising. Now, the one that's raising their parents, we know you can't make it here at 830. Oh, <laughs> well, that's right. All right, we've been dealing with different words and some old men. We need to get here at church on time. Uh, that's right. You see, don't be getting mad at me. How many of y'all love the Lord? Amen. You committed to him? All right, then get on time. He here. Uh, you know, I, uh, sometimes people think I'm a little hard, and I have to remember who I'm dealing with and different people because some folks can't take coach fields. And so I had to apologize to them that can't because that means that I'm not for everybody. I understand that. And I had to apologize to Sister Marvina uh, on Thursday. I was kind of hard, but I'm not afraid to be one that can apologize, all right? Because, uh, you know, I'm one that gets aggressive because I, I, I get excited about what I want to do, but then sometimes I don't get it together like it should be together. So she accepted my apologies good. I've done that two or three times in here. Maybe some of you all try that. It works for you. Uh, <laughs> say John 10 and 10. We've been talking about, say, uh, God wanted, how many people are blessed in here? Yeah, but let me tell you a secret. You ain't half blessed the way he wants to bless you. How many of you want the rest of the blessings? Amen. Well, do you know that anything God wants to give you, Satan wants to take from you. Right. You better learn that. I don't care if it's mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, or financially. God wants to take that from you. And so we've been using John 10 and 10. Remember, we're doing the 16 deadly deeds. And I'll do the scripture until we get through the last one. The thief comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I come to give you life and life more abundantly. How many people want to live life more abundantly? Amen. Well, you got to know that you have an enemy. And that enemy wants to steal and kill anything that is called a blessing. Now, 2 Corinthians 2 and 11 says that Satan, we know, we're not ignorant to his devices, right? We know what he wants to do. He wants to take away anything that God wants us to have, right? Uh, and so uh, we're going to talk about... Uh, this today. One thing about it is timing is everything. And, and it bothers me that people are careless with time because timing is everything. Yeah, timing, I mean, timing is, is I'm telling y'all, timing is everything. And sometimes people get in trouble because they don't use their time to their advantage. And one of my favorite scriptures is, is, is in Ecclesiastes uh, 3. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There is a time for everything. And then he goes in there and he tells you about some of the things that, that, that are there. He says there's a time to be born, right? Time to die, time to plant, a time to root up, time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build up, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance. All right, time to gather, uh, scatter stones and a time to gather stones. He keeps on telling us these things, time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. You see, it's a time to keep and a time to throw away. 
the time for fear and the time for, to mend, okay? Time to tear, excuse me, and a time to mend. A time to keep your mouth shut, he says silence, that's what it means, and a time to speak, a time to love, a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. There's a time for everything, so time is everything, and we need to understand that. Time is everything. I was upset because I went to a meeting and some people were supposed to be there, and they came late, okay? Uh, and they came late, and then I had to figure it out. You know what I figured out? Either they were lazy or God didn't want them there. I was good with that. So that's on them. They're either lazy or God didn't want them there, right? Because they weren't where they were supposed to be at the time that was set for them to be there. Now, this is, this is very important for, for everybody to understand. In there. Some of you all got situations and circumstances going on in your life. Timing is going to make the timing is everything, you see. And, and I want to make sure we get this today is because, see, let me come down here and talk to you all because some of you are looking at me like you don't understand me. Many of people is dead today. Because they didn't go to the doctor in time. And the doctors told them, if you would have came earlier, we could have helped you. Because they procrastinated, right? They procrastinated and didn't take time to take time to do what they needed to do. And then, it's, you know, it's too late. Can I go further than that? Yes. There are many of people that are divorcing or getting divorced or divorced that waited till the marriage was destroyed before they went to get help. Come on here. You see what I'm saying? It's very important for us. It's very important for us to understand. I'll just use the divorce thing. When you had the first argument, it's when you should have called. Not when you had the 21st. You see what I'm saying? You see, when you had the first pain that you didn't understand, that's when you should have went, right? Now, you women know more about that than men because what do you do? I guess, I don't know if it's every day or how you're supposed to do it. You're supposed to check your breast when? Once a month? And once a month. Well, if you do it once a, every six months, once a year, you're going to find something. Now you've got four, stage four, stage four cancer. You had stage four cancer because you didn't take time and go ahead. Come on here. You didn't take, go right on time and do what you're supposed to be doing. Uh, uh, people like me, you know, two-time, three-time cancer survivor. If I, you know, dealing with the prostate cancer, I would have went early and wouldn't have had to deal with all the things I had to deal with. And Sister Green had told me to go early, and I went two years later, so you know what that's all about, right? So that gave, gave it a chance to grow. So we talk about timing. Timing is everything. And I love that. I, might, I wasn't going to write this down, but since I'm pastor, I can do this anyway, can't I? So we, we, we need I may do a whole different thing here, right? Okay. Uh, uh, it's a time to be born, a time to die. And what that means is there's a time for birth, for something. Who's creative in here? Uh, you creative people know there's a time to be what? Creative, Right? And then there's a time when he gets that new creative thing comes in, the old creative thing's got to go. Isn't that right? And so we got to, you know, I love this. It's a time to plant. Sometimes it's a plant, time to plant, and then it's time to uh, uproot. You see, everything is in its own season. So we need to understand that sometimes it's, it's time to tear some stuff down and rebuild some stuff. Does that, does that make sense? It can be a relationship. It's time to tear that old down, and we need to build something new or get away from that old and get in one new. Uh, and build a new relationship, right? Time to weep, time to laugh. All, all of these things are then. So what we talk about is timing today. If you're in here and you're a Christian and you're saved, you're here today because God wanted you to be here today. And you took time out of your busy Sunday schedule from sleeping <laughs> and, and came to church this morning. Right. 
had no clue that God had a message for you this morning. You understand what I'm saying? And so what we got to do is we got to take the time to make sure that we on time doing the things that God would have us to do. Now, it says in Ecclesiastes uh, 5 and 4. All right, we're ready to roll. When you make a vow to God, do not delay right. to fulfill it. This, this deadly D is what? Delay. Say that. Delay. delay. Satan wants you to delay because he knows if you delay, you'll miss the blessing that God has for you. Does that make sense? Right. Come, y'all, y'all with me? He, Satan, and he talks about a vow. That's why I don't like opening the doors of the church. When you open the doors of the church, people come up and, I, now, being saved is one thing. They could do, do that. Any, I love that part. And recommit, and I like that. When people say they want to dedicate themselves and join church, I tremble. Because now you're making a vow. You're making a vow that you want to be under the ministry and the teaching and the leadership of Christ Temple North. And see what happens is, and y'all can get upset if you want to, when people leave, then they don't get blessed because God holds them still responsible for their vow and their commitment. Does that make sense? So it's better off not to make, some folks are shaky. If you're shaky, don't make a commitment. But if you make a vow, God's holding it to you. He holds you to that vow. Does everybody understand what I'm saying up in here? Y'all getting me? All right, here we go. And then it goes to say, he has no pleasure in fools. He couldn't, so when, now I didn't say this, I like that though. God don't want, has no pleasure in a fool. That's right. So he's saying when you make a vow and you don't go through that vow, you are a fool. That's right. For, and then it goes on to say, fulfill your vow. Right. So when you make a vow to something, this is the Bible talking, don't go say pastor said. This is the Bible said, when you make that commitment, you make that vow, okay, that's a fool. Right? And you can take that anywhere. Say, I'm going to help the young people. I say, help the younger people out. That's why some folks should never, ever get married in church. Because that's right. You you say, when the preacher usually says, in the presence of God and this company. Doesn't he say that? So you make a vow to God. right. Right? Right? And the people. You see, and the people and each other, right? So most people think, you see, you can divorce what you've told somebody, but you can't divorce what you told God because he's going to hold you accountable for it. That's right. All right? See, see, what gets me is when, listen to me, here's what gets people in trouble. Many of you in here have been divorced. Amen? Amen? All right. You need to get this message so your children don't go through this. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying to tell them, I should have made a better decision so that when I made that vow and that commitment, I wish that I had been in tune with the Holy Spirit. Come on here. With the Holy Spirit, because many of us have made commitments that the Holy Spirit didn't give us, right? right. And so we didn't have the backup. That's right. That's right. Okay? That's right. All right. You love this message. All right. Again, it's better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. It's better not to make one than to make one and not fulfill it. Mm-hmm. So don't say nothing. It's easy to say nothing. And you know, my old thing is, it's, I'll, we'll see. <laughs> you see, don't say nothing. Because remember, when you make a vow to the church, to the congregation, to the pastor, God's holding you accountable. You see, I'll tell you to go and God speak. But anyway, God's going to tell you what? You made that commitment. You ain't got to be a marriage. It can be a friendship. Right? Yeah, it could be a friendship. I lost an old friend this week, Marvin Hollinshed. 
the flute player, you all saw him down at City Market, or you, you'd see him down on the plaza playing the flute. Me and him became friends in 1964. And we've had that commitment. He calls me on my birthday, and I talked to him, and I said, shit, I always call him shit. I said, shit, I'll, I'll see you probably before yours, because I'm his big brother. I always tell him I'm the big brother. His birthday is July the 22nd. I'm a, day and a, a month and a day older, so I was the big brother. I took that on, and, and we've been friends for years, and I had no idea that he would pass away. I, you know, it's just, it was devastating. That's the oldest friend I've had in Kansas City, you see. And now I lost my other oldest friend, Bill Allen, y'all know that. But we didn't, de- we didn't delay when we, we always made sure that we talked to each other and we were friends to death, you see? Now, how many of you in here are in a relationship? Now, hold on now, wait a minute. That's a marriage, that's a friendship, that's a mother, that's a father, that's a brother, that's a sister, that's a member of Christ Temple North. Okay, then we committed to one another. All right? Then we committed to one another, and we shouldn't let anything come into that. And that next one will get it, because we got some gossipers in, you know, and I'll help you out with that one here in a minute. All right? All right, now Proverbs 27 and 1 tells us, do not boast about tomorrow. See, see, don't boast about tomorrow. I talked to, uh, I was talking to a young man a while ago, and, and he was one of his high school, he's a junior, high school friends, OD'd on heroin yesterday. Yeah, and I looked at that, you know, and here's some people that had plans, family probably had plans for that kid, but tomorrow's not gonna come. So I don't boast about what's gonna happen tomorrow, for you do not know what that day's gonna bring. You need to get it right today. Get it right today. All right, get it right today. You see, sometimes you say tomorrow, well, we'll we'll, we'll do it tomorrow. Well, you may not have tomorrow. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Are we good? All right. Jesus tells us in John 9, verse 4 and 5, as long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. See, you got it long to do. When is your work done? Today. Jesus said when is day. Right now is the only time that you know right now. Right. You got to do your work right now. Now, what's your work right now? What is, what, what is you got to do right now? You see, if your relationship is shaky, when should you work on it? Right now. Don't, don't put it off to tomorrow, right? You need to get a hug today. You need to get a kiss today. Go to dinner today. Enjoy yourselves today. You see, because you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. The only thing you know for sure, it is today. And you don't know how it's going to end. So it is about today is all you got is today. Live one day at a time. You remember what I say? Live, huh, like you're going to die tomorrow. Learn if you're going, as if you're going to live forever as Gandhi. There you go. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Okay? So don't delay. Don't delay to tell somebody you love them. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I've been doing this a long time. I've seen a whole lot of folks try to, try to make it up in that casket. It don't work too late. It's too late. Don't hold up. It's got to be today. All right? Say, I love you, Pastor. I love you, Pastor. See, see, if something happens to you, you, you went out good. <laughs> All right. So whatever you need to work on it, work on it when? Now. 
Work on it when? Today. When? Now. All right, here we go. Then he tells us night is coming when no one can work. There's going to be a time when you can't do it. There's going to be a time when you can't do it. Because nighttime is going to come. And there's too many people who didn't take care of business when it was daytime. And then when nighttime came, it was too late. Because let me tell you something, folks. It can be too late. All right? Whether you like this or not, this is the honest truth. It can be too late. Am I getting ready to go to Romans? Yes. All right. It can be too late. And let me tell you something. Uh, uh, will God wait for you? Mm-mm. You know, you ever get sick of somebody? Yes. <laughs> All right, 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 right. You ever just get tired of somebody? You ever just want to say, enough's enough, I'm done. All right? You say, and people think God's got patience. He's got a little patience, but sometimes he gets sick of you. Go ahead. Yeah, Romans 1, Even as they did not like to retain God and their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobated mind. They didn't want to hear what God had to say. He turned them over to a reprobated mind. Did we have a reprobate? No. A reprobated mind is a person that that's just doesn't know right from wrong. And so God, just in there, you can read it, King James, different versions, you can read it, a reprobated mind. That's a person that God said, I'm through with you. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I'm through with you. It's in there. So, you know, so, hey, you can't delay. You can't delay. You got to do it now. Because if, see, you, there may not be an after a while. There may not be a tomorrow. There may not be a next week. Do you understand that? Right now, at this very moment that we're talking, somebody's taking their last breath. Wishing they had a tomorrow. Right? You see what I'm saying? There's somebody crying right now, wishing that they had a took time out to be a friend, to be the right child, the right spouse. Don't get a shot at it. Guess why? It's dark. It's nighttime. You're quiet because you're learning. That's right. All right? Let me tell you something. Some of y'all wrapped up in each other in here. You, you see, you better keep doing it. Get better. Because, see, some of you all haven't lost anybody yet. And you ain't, there ain't no pain like losing. Let me tell you something. Parents, my parents, that was pretty easy because they were older. Okay? When you get older, you know you're going to leave here sooner or later or something, right? But there was nothing like losing a friend that's your same age and dealing with saying ain't nothing like it. There ain't nothing like that. It is painful. Or losing, I haven't, thank God, and some people in here will tell you, that's lost a child. Right? Because you want to go back. You see, you can't go back. Get it done now. That's right. All right? All right, now we're ready to talk about discord. Yeah, so y'all got delay, right? Everybody understands what delay is, right? I don't have to do any more because I can now. So you got it, right? <laughs> so you can walk out of here. You can walk out here and say, Pastor's right. I'm not going to put off anything else in my life. When I'm going to take care of When I make a vow, I'm going to take care of that vow. Right? right? I'm going gonna, gonna to call some people. I say, there are people you say you love them. Amen? Yes. They ain't heard you. That's right. That's right. You need to take time out and take care of that. Do you understand that? That's right. Yeah, there's some people you need to say I'm sorry to. Yes. You need to get that taken care of today. Do you understand that? All right. So no more delay. It's a trick of the devil. The devil wants you to delay. He wants you to delay in everything because he knows if you wait too long, 
you'll go wrong. Mm -hmm. And he knows that sooner or later, in anybody's life, there's nighttime. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's okay. Right. All right. Ready with it? Let me go with it. I like, I like that delay thing. Do you know why some people are broke? They just start saving. Mm. <laughs> well. You need to start saving some money. I was talking to uh, a young man. Young man is at the door, Trey. I was talking to Brother Trey's young man at the door, and he's got a little job. And I said, you, and I, well, his dad knows who he is, so I told him, you, stay, you start a bank account. I said, you start a bank account. And I know his dad's shaking his head. He'll take care of that, won't you? You take care. I said, talk to your dad. You start your bank account. You see, he's 15. Start it. Start it. And then his dad would teach him how to pay his little tithes out of that. Because God will, will do that. Yeah, we, some of us started uh, getting our bank account when we got 50. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Now we've got to keep on working. That's right. Can't got enough savings. Yeah, because Social Security is not to, to keep your Social Security to, to assist you. You see, that's why I probably had to be here for a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I'm just kidding. Y'all say, I want you here, Pastor. I want you here, Pastor. Don't, don't delay. <laughs> Tell me how much you love me. I need that, right? So are we getting it? We got to get this, people. We got to get this. Quit being late. Quit delaying. Quit being late and quit delaying. This ain't no time to delay. We got to get it done now. You see? Right. Right now. I got to discipline my child now. I got to help my child now. You're going to do this now. now. My sister's here, and she'd tell you, well, she, she's a little young. I know my mother's only about this tall. But when we got, had to do something, we had to do something. Then, as soon as it got out of the mouth, you better get moving. That's old school. Yeah, you need to do that. I can hear it. I can hear it now. I hated that voice. See, we love school in the country. Ask me why. Because we weren't, we didn't, you know, my day, you had to go work with, I had to go work with my father. 5.30 in the morning. I can hear it now. Chet, get on up out of there. That gummit there. That's how he talked. We getting ready to go to the farm and work. And it wasn't, no, I don't feel good. They do that now, I guess. I don't feel good. And, and uh, well, this is too hard. I'm going to call 911. <laughs> You see? Yeah, this is child abuse. You see what I'm saying? And I learned to be on time. And it drives me nuts when people are late. You can't. You have to be on time. Time is important. Yes. Right? Some of you have missed your blessings because you weren't on time. And God does not wait for you. His blessing is for 2 o'clock. You get there two, 2 15, he's gone. All right. Y'all got that? No delay. So here we go. Get me out of this. Oh, well, did we do procrastination? Nope. Well, let's do procrastination. I hate that. That's the delay, right? Yes. I hate that. What are you procrastinating about? All right. So procrastination is to delay or put off something that needs to be done. It needs to be done now. Right. To, wait a minute. If you got something that needs to be done, what are you waiting on? All right. And it says, because you don't feel like it, 
or are lazy. Because you don't feel like it or lazy. I don't know how they do it now, but I heard people, and I've heard some in here, I had to get on my son or my daughter to get the dishes washed. You know when that should have been done? When they got through eating. Right? Right. You know how to fix it? Parents help me say, how to fix it? How to fix it. Make them eat out of a dirty plate. Mm-hmm. Well. Oh, y'all, that's why your kids are all jacked up. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you're up to, ooh. That means you ain't been a good parent. All right. Let me, so we don't procrastinate in this church, do we? Nope. We're not lazy in this church. Well, some of us are not lazy in this church, right? right. Some of us don't procrastinate in this church. Do you all love me? Some of you procrastinate, and some of you are lazy because I can see what time you get here. All right, get me off to the next one. <laughs> and you still don't look as good as me. <laughs> Took all morning. Took all morning and still don't look as good as me. <laughs> so you should have just got on up, washed your face, and got to church. I love having fun. I love having fun. Because you can have fun in ministry, right? But you can have fun and make fun of yourself, right? Right. Because this is important what we get in here. That's right. All right, here we go. So we're ready you to think discord. delay was bad, wait you get to discord here, all yes. right? Yes, discord. And that is a lack of agreement or harmony between people causing quarrel or conflict. Now, there's people who will leave the church. And, and some, here's some of them. Here's how they do it. Here's what you should never do. When somebody has left the church, don't ever ask them where they've been. Because right. now you're making them going to have to say something. That's right. And now you're going to become the garbage can. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to have to dump their garbage on you. That's right. It is strange. I, I remember there was a member in here once that went and talked to another member. And this member was one of my people and a real Christian, real friend of mine, as well as I was his pastor and as well as a church member. And he told that member, man, if you say something, I'll knock you out. Did you say that, Roger? <laughs> That's right, right back here. Right? So he told that dude, any guy wanted to apologize, he said, no, get out of my face. Because people want to cause what? Discords. So they're looking for a gossiper. And so they have to tell a reason. You see, I've never asked anybody where they left church. Because I look at it like this, say, hi, Pastor. Why, Pastor? Why? You don't want to be here, you're going to be a, a demon up in here. Get out of here. So, yeah, you see what I'm saying? So, see, Satan wants to cause discord in the church. That's why we don't have all these boards up in here. We don't need no board. We need the Holy Ghost. He'll tell you what you need to do, what to do, when to do, where to do. You see what I'm saying? So we don't want no discord. Now, he'll come in your house. He'll come in your house, and he will bring discord up in your house because he wants to divide your house. He'll do it with families, right? Because he is a master, and that is one of the weapons he used uses you see and see so here's how I do it if anybody brings something to me and they say well I don't want to tell you who well you see that's that means you're protecting your friend mm-hmm. I'm not your friend wow. mm-hmm. right. you see so we don't have no discord in here right so if you all see somebody you say hey, hey what's up one of the one of the members left church has been a long time ago a guy and Gwen was in uh, Walmart, I think, and he saw Gwen and went down another aisle. <laughs> Guess what the first lady done? Went right down that aisle. <laughs> right, you see? So we don't do that, discord. See, we don't, we don't talk about it. You don't know enough about nobody else to be talking about somebody else anyway. That's right. Isn't that right? 
and why would you care? Here's how I do it. Hey, what's up? And I keep on kicking, right? Because I'm not going to call that, right? right. I remember one time, uh, this is back when they had the telephones. (laughs) Uh, uh, And and we thought, man, we had a new thing going on. You could have three-way. You remember that? We were so excited (laughs) about three-way phones. One of my members called up, was telling me about somebody else, and I said, well, hold on a minute. And I put him on three-way. That person left the church and he'd never been back here since. Because it was, yeah, right, because I don't do that, right? Because that's what? That's, that's the score. So, but people look at weak people. They know you weak when they come to you. Yes. Yeah, they do. When they come to you, they know you weak. They ain't coming after anybody strong. You see what I'm saying? I like that the way you've done that, Roger. I'll knock you out. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's good stuff. So we don't let nobody bring, talk about anybody our church members, do we? about our church or our church leaders because we know Satan's the one trying to do cause discord, right? That's right. So if, if, and, and if you come to me with it, then uh, I, I mark you out off because, see, I don't like backbiters, underminers, and gossipers. That's right. So don't come to me saying somebody said something because I'm going to look at you. You let them say that because you brought that conversation on. That's, and that's right. called discord. Discord is what? Discord is a lack of agreement or harmony between people causing quarreling or conflict. So what that's happening is he wants to do that. Some of you got this going on in your household right now. The devil's in there. That's right. That's the devil in there. That's right. The devil is coming in your home. He wants to destroy your home. He wants to cause lack of agreement. He wants to mess up the harmony between the persons. He wants a lot, cause quarreling and conflict. That's right. That's what he does. He does it in the church. Paul was talking about a church. He'll do it in the church. All right? Discord also causes friction. It causes friction. Strife. Strife. Division. And it causes division. Mm -hmm. Division. Satan wants to divide it. It doesn't matter if it's a household, a church, if it's a family. He comes in to divide. That's right. Because when we like this, we're powerful. When we get like this, we're weak. That's right. Right? And lastly, hostility and warfare. And he calls hostility, and the next thing you know, we got what going on? Warfare. Warfare. Whether it be war of words or whatever, it's warfare. Who's behind it? Satan's behind it. You see? See, when God puts somebody in your life that he puts in your life, Satan wants to do everything he can to take that person out of your life. You understand what I'm saying? He'll cause them to say something and you get all caught up in what they said. You understand? Mm-hmm. Y'all getting what I'm talking about? Yes. You see? So usually the people that you put out are the people you need to keep in. I'm talking about God's people, not these idiots out here dealing with. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? You see? There are people, there are people that I know for, for real need me in their life. Mm-hmm. Right. And there are people I need in my life. You see, and Satan will try to do everything he can to separate the people that he knows that you need in your life, right? right. Because, and usually it's the people, and I'm talking Christian now, usually it's the people that's going to get with you. Because most people want a friend that ain't, that, that ain't friendly. You see, you understand? But I'm like this. We brothers and sisters in life and in death. And nothing should, nothing should come. I may say some things to some of you you don't like. Well, sometimes you need to erase that and think about, well, he loves me. What's behind it he's saying? People say things to me. But it's different with me because I like tension. 
But see, good or bad, I just like being upon somebody's mind. You know, I'm one of those kind of guys, right? No, I really do. When somebody says something bad about me, that means they admire me. Yeah, they do. When somebody says something bad about you, they admire you, right? Because you only say things bad about people that you can't reach. So you got to try to pull them down. You see? And you take a whole, it takes a whole lot of time. Let me tell you all, you don't know about me. Do you know what you, it takes a lifetime for you searching to find some bad in me. Because you don't know me. Right. That's right. You think you know me. You ain't got time to do all that. I'm just going to love what I need. Mm-hmm. I ain't interested in the other stuff. That's right. Help me out, Kim. They kind of getting those, uh, people getting upset because I'm getting in their business. <laughs> I'm in their household. So since nobody liked that and I didn't get what I want and I'm a spoiled kid, we're going to do that again. <laughs> what is discord? Discord. Lack, Lack of agreement. <laughs> or harmony between two persons. Lack of agreement in our household is causing us to not to have the harmony that we need to get the things that we need to get done. Instead of us getting, sitting down and praying about it, uh, how are we going to do with our children or how are we going to do with our finance, uh, uh, discord gets in there and we're quarreling. Now we got a conflict and now we got strife and demi- division and now so it's in warfare in our home over something that we could have figured out together if we hadn't allowed the spirit of discord to be in there. That's right. That's how it works. That's how it works. That's right. We are told in Proverbs 16, 28, a perverse person stirs up conflict. Yes, a, a perverse person starts a what? Conflict. So there are people, see, Satan puts people in the church, in your family, in your home, and in your life to do what? Stir up conflict. You see, you see, some of you all, uh, not all of you, have you ever had somebody that shouldn't be bar- invited to the barbecue? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the barbecue. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you invite them. Why did you do that? Because you thought because that was your brother, your sister? No, they're going to bring in the spirit of discord and then one person spoils the whole thing for everybody. Right. So here's how I do it. If I got, tw- I'd rather have uh, 19 people happy and full of joy and one person upset because I didn't invite them. Right. I know, the, you know, I know about it. <laughs> all right. Am I doing all right, niece? My niece is in here. Came all the way from where? Yeah, see about her uncle. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always Uncle Chester to her. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to see you. You look beautiful. All right, go ahead. And a gossip separates close friends. A gossiper separates close friends. You see? So you remember what I said? Somebody, let me tell you something. If somebody says something to me about Carissa, that's a gossiper. So that, that you done separated. See, with me, it's different. We're going to be friends. You gone. Right. right. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. This is the Bible talking. A gossiper. We don't want any gossip in Christ's temple, no We don't deal with that kind of stuff. I'll say this. I was furious with my good friend, uh, this reverend is a good friend of mine, and you know in the Baptist church, they don't allow God to put the pastor in, they vote. So it's it's a, a, that's right. 
when you put it in the man's hands, you're voting. That's man gets a popularity contest, right? And he called me that, and he was a little upset that somebody had left the church, but they paid tithes and they in another state and started calling up other members, telling about why he was, how he was at uh, Hallmark when he worked there, that he didn't have this or that. And this is one of the most men that I ever met that's got integrity and all of this. Guys. I was so fierce, I said, give me her number, but he wouldn't do that. He'd never know. Yeah, right. But she was trying to stir up what? Gossip. And called one of the members that worked at Hallmark and had to call back and apologize. But here's the thing. The thing of it is, it should have been the first one. Right. Should have stopped it. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? Do you, should, do you understand what I'm saying? Say, no gossip in Christ Temple North. No gossiping in Christ Temple North. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll see. Now turn to Proverbs 6, verse 16 through 19. These are six things the Ooh. Lord hates. Now, wait a minute. Now, I want you to get this because all y'all laughing. This ain't going to get funny. Now, these are six things that God hates. Now, this is what the Bible says. I want to give you six things that God hates. Okay? Then it says seven are an abomination unto him. And, and seven uh, abomination unto him. What's abomination? A thing that causes extreme disgust disgrace or hatred God hates and is disgusted with people who do these things a proud look a proud look a lying tongue a, a lying tongue he hates a liar mm -hmm. hands that shed innocent blood Head that, hands that shed innocent blood a heart that deviseth wicked imaginations a heart yeah you know what that's all about keep going Feet that be swift and running to mischief. Uh-huh. Somebody's always running into something crazy. Mm -hmm. A false witness that wait. speaketh lies. A false witness that speaketh lies. Mm -hmm. Now, wait a minute, wait a minute. He hates that. Mm -hmm. Now, wait, wait. How, look how this ends. And lastly, he that soweth discord among brethren. Anybody that comes into church that starts talking and tries to put discord among the brethren. God calls that an abomination. That's right. If you do this, guess what? Not me. I'm not saying this. Guess what? He hates you. That's right. This is the book. This, this is the Bible saying this. So why would you talk with somebody about the church? This is what he's talking. He's writing, writing this to a church. Somebody, well, guess what? You may befriend them, but you lost God. Because he hates that. That's right. Everybody got scared, Nathan. Thank you. Yeah, he hates it. This is scripture. This ain't me talking. Read that again because they might think I'm coming out of the whole Quran or something. Right. <laughs> Seven are an abomination unto him. They are an abomination to him. That's, a, that's somebody that causes, he just, he, he just hates that. He, he, just, he just gets disgraceful. He just hates that. Yes. He has hatred for somebody that does that. Okay? And extreme disgust. It's, he, it's disgusting to God when you talk about you so-called brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. Man, they're going to quiet in here. Somebody Third. must be talking about somebody up in here. <laughs> huh? Huh? So don't give a proud look mm -hmm. or have a lying tongue or hands that shed innocent blood or a heart that devises wicked imaginations. 
or have feet that be swift in running to mischief, or be a false witness that speaketh lies, or be the one that soweth discord among your brethren. You know the best way to handle that? Keep your mouth shut. That's right. Just, just don't even talk. Right. And say, don't bring that to me. That's how you do it. That right, brother Rod? Don't bring that mess to me. That's you right. see, we're going to have a problem here. Don't bring that to me. That's right. We don't do that in this church. Why would you care about what somebody else is doing anyway? I ain't never understood that. That you're so interested in what somebody else is doing. Right. You see? You understand? There ain't, right. You know, everybody, you know, see, if you want to be interested in something, uh, the girls are playing, the ladies are playing for the World Cup. Yes. Today. That's right. Get excited about something else. Talk about something else. Get off each other. That's right. Get off each other. Don't bring that mess up in here. And nobody has done anything. Uh, well, it's a couple people, and I had to get with them. Yeah, but you know, they, they're friends, because I'm not their friend, or they would have been able to have me to handle it. You, right. you know, don't get mad. You're sitting here. Just apologize to me. It would be good. That's right. All right. Here we go. Well, now we're going to read the commentary. All right. It has been rightly observed that far more Bible-believing churches have been split over disposition than position. There have been more people split up in church over disposition than position. Mm -hmm. Disposition has split churches up. That's right. That's why you don't have deacons boards in here, pastor mm -hmm. boards in here, right. um, missionary boards in here, um, whatever, mother's boards in here. You know, we, ain't, we ain't had all that in here. Because if you do that, each one of them little groups got a pastor. That's right. Yeah, we don't need all that. The only th thing we need in here is Holy Ghost board. Yes. Yes. That's right. All right? Because people get positions, and they get, you get somebody with a bad disposition, and they get a position, they'll use their position to exercise their bad disposition. That's right. God, that's good. All right, yeah, so we don't want that. We don't want that in here, do we, church? No. All right, do you, all right, here we go. This is to say the tragic cause of a split is usually discord rather than doctrine. It's not doctrine. It's fault called people fall apart on. Right. It's these bad dispositions. That's right. Which is causing the problem. We don't have that in here. We're not going to have that in here. No. And whoever takes over after me is going to be the same as me. We never have that in here. That's right. It's Amen. not the kind of church we have in here. That's right. Right? If we love each other, Amen. then we act like it up in here. All right? right? Okay. Some troublemakers begins his or her deadly gossip in a local church, raising questions and doubts in the mind of people. So what they do, you get a troublemaker, they start talking to you, and then the next thing you knew, you kind of question and doubting if you should be there. Doubts that otherwise would have not been entertained. If doubts that you would have never entertained that. Mm -hmm. You know, right? You understand that? Right. right? You see, some people, people get all caught up into positions and this and, and that. And then they cause you to doubt. They say, I saw Pastor Fields down to juke joint. Drinking a cool light. They'll, they'll, they'll tell you that, well, you get to thinking. Uh, well, he told us he might go down to Juke Joy and drink Coors Light. He just don't do that anymore because he might find a weak Christian and they might, they can't handle it. Not that I couldn't go there because I can go down to Juke Joy and drink Coors Light, come out just like I went in there. Yes, 
Right. Some folk can't. I don't do that because it might be a weak Christian who couldn't handle that. Right. Not because I can't handle it. And I'm a moderation guy, you know. What they need to be doing is, if you see me in a juke joint, don't say nothing, all right? You see me at the buffet, go in prayer. <laughs> you understand? That's for real. Yeah, because y'all know. No, I'm getting ready to make a challenge here in a minute. Don't be laughing. Right. Right. No, no, we, the church is getting ready to make a challenge here in a minute. Because everybody knows, is pastor an alcoholic or a sugar junkie? Sugar junkie. All right, all right. So mm -hmm. if he's in the juke joint, he good. Right. He at the buffet? <laughs> all right, here we go. How effectively Satan uses this tool? He uses this tool to tear up the church. He tears up families yes. with that spirit of discord. Yes. All right? And painful it will be at the judgment seat of Christ for the carnal sowers of discord. You're going to have to stand before Christ, and he's going to judge you for your discord. That's right. That's pretty deep there. Yes, I don't think there's anybody that important enough I need to be talking about that I want to stand before Christ. All right, here we go. To sow discord is to forget yeah. the Proverbs we just read. Six. Amen to that. Yeah, come on. Okay. Let's land it back to there. Just look back there. Just land it. Okay, here's, here's the challenge. We're going to lose, we're going to, uh, lose 200 pounds in this church. All right. That's, that's easy. You got 200 people. That's a pound each, all right? But <laughs> that ain't that bad. So there's going to be a challenge. That we're going to, because we want to be fit. We're trying to be spiritual fit. We're going to be physically fit too. Because yes. who lives there? All right, so the, if we attempt the Holy Spirit, we need to get healthier in here. I want this church healthy spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially. So when you lose weight, then we're not going to put your name on it. You just go to her and say, like two pounds, like three pounds, like three. So we're going to start off today, three. Start off my three. And so for now, and yeah, I'm clapping for that. Yeah. So you don't wear that, that black suit next time. You see that? I've been working hard. Roger, I'm mad at Roger Woods, all right? I asked him how he lose all that weight. And he's telling me about doing these crunches for five minutes. And he's working out and doing all this stuff. So I started doing it, and it's working. All right? And then he come in there with a bow tie and a suit, my, trying to look like me. So I'm like, come on, dude. But anyway, so here's what we're, we're going to do. How much weight we going to lose as a church? 200 pounds. And, and now, here's what we're going to do. We're going to hold each other accountable. Now, some people, you guys can do moderation. Some of us are going to hold each other accountable to, to get off the sugar. Some of us, some of us, no, 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 everybody, this one right here, right here. She's the one that started it. So we, I'm holding you accountable, you hold me accountable. Oh, you kind of some of us. Not everybody don't do that because members don't tell a lie. We just got to talk about this over here. Right, so right. we're going to lose 200 pounds in this church. Is that fair? Yes. We're going to work together as a team. Isn't that right? Yes. Because we're going to be healthy spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. Say amen to that. Amen. All right. <laughs> going to do something special. All right, musicians. Um. Somebody come up here, where's, uh, it's on you. I don't see Isaac, so it's on you, right? Uh, uh, Y'all got some praise team people that can stand there and sing something? More of, a, more of a praise type song, okay? 
Come on, praise. No, y'all gonna be standing there because, yeah, right there. Just as long as you can split, right? Because we get ready to do something special. Okay. We have uh, invested. Oh, y'all can come up this far. You can come right there. These guys. We have invested in this church a men's ministry. We really love our men here. And uh, uh, we're trying to, uh, Satan has stowed, he has stowed some of the spirituality and some of the desire from some of the men in this church. And he's a liar. He's a liar. And by the power, I'll, I'll do it with water. Give me water, please by the power invested in me of the Holy Spirit and the, and the faith that we have in this church. Okay? I'm going to anoint every man in here. Come on. 